thank you for your patience. Um, I'm Ginny, as I just mentioned. Um, this is the Beautiful Invitation Women's Conference, and <clears throat> we are really excited to be here and to have you guys. The concept of Beautiful Invitation is from Matthew 4.19, where Jesus says to his disciples, come and follow me. And when we follow Jesus's invitation, our hope is that our lives then <clears throat> also become a beautiful invitation for others to come follow Jesus as well. And that fits into the overall vision of Watch and Walk, um, which is you know, to show people the gospel through different venues like art and such. And I just wanted to introduce you guys to Cortina. She is one of our speakers, facilitators for today. She's also a career coach and professional development analyst, and she's currently a Truett student. We're so glad to have you with us this morning, Cortina, uh, to talk about vocational and ministerial boundaries. And then we also have Kaylin Matthews, who is also a current Truett student, and she will be sharing with us an original song and kind of sharing a little bit about what that means to her and what, how that applies to the concept of boundaries. Um, she is also an associate at a local church in Texas. And then last, but of course not least, we have Ella, and she will be our final um, speaker facilitator for today. She is the founder of Women Made by God Ministry in Ghana, and she is also currently a student pursuing a Master of Philosophy in Ecology at um, KNUST in Ghana. So thank you so much for being here. And Ella's also going to share about boundaries. She's going to share about relational boundaries. Um, so we're excited to get started. And then the real time where you will get to participate and chat and ask questions, and we really hope that you will do that, is doing the breakout rooms, which is after the two speakers in the song. Um, during that time, you will be free, like I said, to ask questions to participate and we hope that you guys will do that um, we have a lot of great things we're going to be covering and it's never enough time so um, hopefully we can get through as much of it as we can and really dive into what God has for us um, in this conference so I am going to um, pray for us and then we're going to get started with Cortina Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for this wonderful and unique opportunity to step into what you have to teach us this morning about boundaries and about how our lives can become beautiful invitations. Lord, I pray that each and every woman who has joined us here today from the U.S. and from Ghana, from Rwanda, from wherever else they may be coming from would hear your spirit and would be able to listen and to move forward in the ways that you are calling her to move, God. We love you and we thank you for who you are and for how you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. And Cortina, take it away. Thank you so much, Jenny. All right, guys, I, I just want to say before I get started, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to speak to you all today. Now, the title of my speech today is having the courage to mind your ministry. So as a child, I remember my grandmother and my mother often telling me, mind your business now, 
See, both women would impress upon me that there were certain situations that did not pertain to me. And therefore, it was advantageous that I focus on those things that did pertain to me. You see, as a child, this would often be about my brother's punishments. But nevertheless, it was these words that would stop me in my tracks and force me to think about my actions. But you see, those instances were the beginning of my lessons on boundaries. Of course, as a child, I didn't understand the terminology of boundaries, yet I knew there would be repercussions if I did not take heed to their warnings. Then I became a teenager. Weighing what was and was not my business was often the determining factor in my neutrality in teenage arguments. It was my compass in wrong place, wrong time situations. And it even allowed me to maintain my independence regarding clique associations. With the stern rebuke of my mother and my grandmother's mind your business now, I found that I could determine my involvement in certain affairs through the simple question, is this my business? And this simple and direct question continues to help me to navigate throughout my adulthood. But then the day came that I dedicated my life to God. And with that pledge, I received a new responsibility. You see, it was at that moment that the ministry of the building of the kingdom of God became my business. And it is to this day, my business, much like many of you. On the day you decided to yield to the call of Jesus saying, follow me, the ministry of the building of the kingdom of God became your business. And boundaries, my women of God, are particularly important when it comes to taking care of your business. Allow me to explain. So the three questions that I focused on for today are, what are boundaries? Number two is, how do we set healthy boundaries as women of God? And number three, how do boundaries impact our ministry and vocation? You see, when I began praying and studying to speak to you all about boundaries, I gathered up my Bible and I gathered up my study commentaries and I began to search the text for any instances where boundaries emerged. And you should know that I found plenty to address the three questions. Now, I don't propose that I have perfected the practice of these answers to these questions. But as Paul in Philippians 3.13, I reach for the mark, yet I have not apprehended it. Yet through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, ladies, I was brought before two parables that particularly highlight the importance of boundaries and each spoke volumes to me. They embodied both ministerial and vocational boundaries. You see in Luke chapter 10, verses 29 through 49, the gospel presents the stories of the Good Samaritan and Jesus's visit to the home of Mary and Martha. However, allow me to give the story some context before I jump into them. You see, in the verses leading to the two stories, Jesus is approached by a lawyer who asks him two questions. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And who is my neighbor? You see, Jesus's final response was, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. 
This response leads into the stories of the Good Samaritan and Luke following with the account of Martha and Mary. Now, oftentimes we either hear about the Good Samaritan or Mary and Martha as separate units. But scholars note that these stories are in fact only complete when read together. Each has its own point, but the model for discipleship is found in the juxtaposition of the two. You see, Jesus tells a lawyer through the story of the Good Samaritan to go and do, yet he praises Mary for sitting and listening. And it is in these two stories that Luke presents ministerial and vocational boundaries. Now, due to time constraints, I won't read to you these verses. However, there are two lessons that I would like to highlight that pertain to creating and defining boundaries. And one lesson uh, as a cautionary warning of the lack of boundaries. So the first lesson is defying the gender norm in ministry with Mary. The second lesson is establishing and maintaining your vocational boundary with the Good Samaritan. And the third is minding your ministry through the example of Martha. So let's talk about this very first lesson, defying the gender norm boundary with Mary. You see, doctors Cloud and Townsend in their national best-selling book, Boundaries, argue that boundaries define us. Boundaries define what is me and what is not me. They believe that a boundary shows a person where she ends and another begins. As a result, leading a person to a sense of ownership. In the Gospel of Luke 10, the motif runs through Jesus sending the 72 out on a mission with instructions for their journey. Now, the lawyer prior to both of these stories answered correctly regarding the requirement of love for God and love for one's neighbor. But Mary's actions show the importance of one's devotion to the Lord's word, regardless of imposed societal standards. It is in Mary's love for God's word that she decides to defy the gender norms of her time. She sat at Jesus's feet. So can you imagine it? the courage that that must have taken Mary to know that society had placed her limits, placed limits upon her and to even risk the rebuke of family. Yet she sat down. You see, during that time, rabbinic lore stated, let the house be a meeting house for the sages and sit amid the house of their feet and drink in their words and thirst, but talk not much with womankind. So you see, Mary set an example for you and me. She defied a societal boundary while setting her personal boundary. When she made the decision and exemplified the courage to sit and listen, she took ownership. Through this action, Mary was challenging the limitations placed on women in ministerial roles. She heard the voice of Jesus and she answered to the call of her ministry. She became one of Jesus's disciples. Now let's talk about the second lesson as we move into establishing and maintaining your vocational boundary with the Good Samaritan. For the Christian, vocation is not some modern assumption. It is more than a job title, it is more than a career, and it is more than an industry. The original mystery and power rests in the fact that it is a calling. It is a summons from God 
and one that is often against our will and involves obstacles to overcome. God's gift of vocation is rooted in who he has uniquely made each of us to be, and it is oriented to the purpose of building the kingdom of God. The, this calling is discovered in our lives only through prayer, meditation on the word of God, acting on the word of God, and the continuation of the reliance on the grace of God. For the Christian, vocation is not separate from ministry. For the Christian, vocation is not separate from ministry. Ministry is work. Now, we see that this is precisely displayed in the Good Samaritan. We all know the story. The Good Samaritan is traveling along this notoriously dangerous road from Jerusalem to Jericho when he discovers a man who has been robbed, beaten, and left for dead. The Samaritan, unlike the religious elite men before him, has compassion on the man in his dire situation. So as a result, he sees that the man's industry injuries are cared for and provide shelter for him to recover. However, in Luke 10, 35, it states these words. The next day, meaning the Samaritan, took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. The Samaritan said, look after him. And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expenses you might have. Now, I would like for us in this second lesson to focus on four words. And when I return, you see the Samaritan left. He still had business to attend to. So showing compassion did not stop his business. And this is a perfect example for us when pertaining to our vocational boundaries. You must still do what God has called you to do. Love of one's neighbor is a way of life but it does not neglect one's vocation, that in which God has entrusted to you to do as a kingdom citizen. And this leads me to my final lesson. Number three, minding your ministry through the example of Martha. Now, as we return to the home of Mary and Martha, let's reflect on Martha's experience. Mary had taken up her call to become a disciple by sitting at the feet and listening to Jesus. However, Martha, was busy preparing to show hospitality to their guests. So in anger, she pulls Jesus to the side and she says, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. But Jesus's reply was that Mary had chosen that which was better and he would not have come and asked her to help Martha. So it's interesting to know that some scholars believe that Martha our Martha, busy Martha, she too wished to hear Jesus' Jesus's words, but was prevented from doing so by the pressures of providing hospitality. And you see that Martha is faced with Jesus' rebuke. And therein, this rebuke lies the lesson for each of us. Get your priorities right and mind your ministry. In Jesus' response to Martha, he basically stated, now, Martha, mind your business. So as I conclude, I would like to share with you an imaginative exercise. Now, this exercise helped me, ladies. So I want you just to sit back for a second and walk with me. Now, in this moment, I would like for you to imagine that your life is now over. And you are led into a small room. You see two chairs. There's one chair for you and there's one chair for God. God asks you to take a seat 
In front of the chairs, there's a screen. God picks up the remote, turns on the screen. And across the screen, in bold letters, you see your name. And underneath your name, there are the words, what might have been. Now, imagine watching all that God might have done for your life if you had created boundaries, if you had the courage to defy the norms placed upon you, if you had taken responsibility for your call, and if you had focused on your own ministry. So let us revisit three questions. The three questions. What are boundaries? Boundaries define what is me and what is not me. And this is true for ministry and vocation. Martha's rebuke serves as our cautionary example. How do we set healthy boundaries as women of God? By having the courage to heed to the voice of Jesus, even if it means defying societal norms. Mary serves as our example for this question. And third, how do boundaries impact our ministry and vocation? By understanding our call, we focus on the work that God has designated for us to do in our lifestyle of loving God, loving self, and loving neighbor. The Good Samaritan serves as our example. And with that in mind, as you make your way to your breakout groups later, my question to you is, are you minding your ministry? Thank you. Thank you so much, Cortina, um, for sharing. That was a wonderful message. And man, those are some stories that I think we've all heard before, but maybe heard in a new way um, today because of how you shared them. So thank you. Um, if you guys do have questions that you want to put into the chat, I see that there are not currently any in there. Um, but if you do have questions that you want to ask um, Cortina, then feel free to please type them in the chat. Um, I am wondering, Cortina, um, is there an example of maybe either from your own personal life or that you want to share with us of what maybe what what does this kind of look like to tangibly have to defy societal norms or gender norms in order to follow the call of Jesus on our ministry and our life? I think the first thing is when you have a situation that is before you and you're asking the question, should I participate in this or should I do this type of ministry in my life? The first thing that you must do is develop a relationship with God. But in the time that we are in, we have to understand that there are various distractions around us. And one of the things that I've learned in my own personal lives, and, and you can feel free to try it, and it may be for some, it may not be for some. But I find myself thinking that if the only reason why I accept to do something or I accept to join the choir, or I accept to, to be in the usher on the usher board, or I accept any of the things that I accept. If I accept it out of fear that I will not be liked, then that means that that is not my ministry. And so as women, I think we want to be serving. We want to be, we want to be loved, right? Because that's what we give to people. But if you take a step back, if you do the things that are not in your design as ministry, then that means that your ministry is lacking. And at the end of it all, God is going to have you responsible for your own personal ministry. And so you have to take care of that. 
it is your responsibility. Yeah. Wow. That's good. I think that probably all of us as women have experienced what you just talked about, that fear of either disappointing someone, someone not liking us. Um, yeah. Not living up to someone's expectation, maybe even fear that we won't get more opportunities that people won't ask us to do more things if we say no. Um, but yeah, that, that word no is really powerful. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. And when we think about the story of Mary, so, and I want to share this before we move on, Jenny, when we think about the story of Mary, it shows that Martha, some scholars believe that Martha had already approached Mary and asked Mary to come and help. And so her second choice was to go to Jesus and say, do you see my sister? She's not helping me. And Jesus said, no, Martha, mind your business. And so when you think about that, Mary chose her ministry. She knew at that time what she was supposed to do. And it is my hope that each of us know when it is that time that we have to do our own ministry, that we have to be responsible as women of God to mind our own ministry. Thank you so much for that, um, Cortino. Now, before I play Kaylin's song, actually, I wanted, if that's okay, Kaylin, I thought maybe you could talk to us about it and about how it maybe applies to what we're talking about today with boundaries um, before we hear it. So we can kind of listen with that um, in mind. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and I can talk a little bit about it afterwards. If you guys want to pull up the lyrics, I put it in the um, the group chat down here, just um, the lyrics will be on the screen as well. Um, but if you are a visual person like I am, some, sometimes I like to read along when I'm listening to a song. Um, so just a little bit about this. I actually wrote this song about two years ago um, during a really difficult time in my life. So this song, it's called Broken Jars. And it's based off of um, verses in 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 10. And then later on in the, cha- um, in the book, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. And so if you guys are familiar with those passages, um, the, the verses in chapter four really tells us that we as humans, as um, created beings, we are broken vessels that carry the treasure of Jesus Christ. And it's carrying this treasure. This is what Paul says that makes us strong and doesn't allow us to be destroyed or beaten down. And so I just briefly want to read that, um, those verses to you. So this is 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 10. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. And so I I absolutely love that verse because it, it really humbles me to know that I am not God. I am, you know, a jar. And if you, if you think of one of these clay jars that they had back then, they were very easily broken. And when they had cracks, they weren't useful anymore. But Paul is kind of flipping the script on what it means to be a jar of clay, because this jar of clay holds the treasure that is Jesus Christ. And we all as believers have that treasure. And so then moving on to the next um, couple verses in uh, chapter 12, verse 9 through 10, he's, it says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And so we are only strong and able to do God's will through the power of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us strength. And so when we're talking about boundaries this morning slash afternoon, it's important to recognize that our own weakness is not a bad thing. Being weak is what it means to be a creation because God created us to be dependent on one another, to be dependent on him. And our dependency and weakness is what prevents us from being idolatrous and worshiping ourselves or worshiping other things that are not God. And so this gives us humility and we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to be strong. So it's not that we aren't strong. It's just we have to recognize where that strength comes from. And so we're able to stand up and set those boundaries according to God's best for us only through the power of the Holy Spirit. So as we move into listening to this song, what I kind of would love for you ladies to keep in the back of your mind is that no matter what you're struggling with, because I know we all bring something to the table, we all bring some sort of um, burden of some sort to the table. And I want you guys to, to know that it is through that brokenness, through the cracks and the weakness that the light which is the treasure of Christ can shine through you. And his power is displayed when we are weak. So thinking of David and Goliath, Ruth, Daniel in the lion's den, the fiery furnace, Gideon and the Midianite army. These are all examples from the Bible of those who the world saw as weak and found themselves in dire and hopeless situations. But it was their in, it was in their incapability that God made a way and displayed that the victory is his alone. And so all these stories end in success, but it was through God's power alone. And so just keeping that in the back of y'all's mind while we listen to the song.
Yes, I am strong because you're strong. Lord, help me to
Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Kaylin. Um, that was beautiful. And um, hopefully we can meditate on those words and on what Kaylin shared with us in those scriptures. Um, I think that we may go ahead and move on to Ella's portion so that we can kind of stay on track um, time-wise, but thank you so much for sharing. Um, and I will begin Ella's portion by share, hopefully sharing a video, hopefully it works, um, <laughs> where she's going to share with us a few things about um, relational boundaries, and then Ella will come on live and share the rest of her presentation. So, Our first touch on this earth as humans exposes us to the society. And within the society, there are various components that we need to relate with. You relate with our family members, you have friends, you have neighbors. At a point in time, you are going to work with your bosses. In church, you get to work with your pastor, you get to work with the children's department and various areas of life. And I've been thinking, I've been thinking and asking myself so many questions. How do we keep all of these relationships at a place where it is healthy and also it is beneficial for our well-being? It is by no mistake that we are relational beings. That is how God made us. Our God himself is a complex of interactions. We have God the Father, God the Son, we have God the Holy Spirit. And aren't you surprised at how they work together to cause things to work together for our good? That is how relationships thrive. And that is how relationships work here on earth. However... To be able to maintain good relationships with our families, with our bosses at work, with our boyfriends and girlfriends, with whoever that comes our way, there is a need to set boundaries. Boundaries are needed so that our life can move on smoothly. Because as humans as we are, we make mistakes. Sometimes someone will offend you so much and you just want to get your head off. You are not alone in this. We've all been through that, where people offend us in the way they speak, by physical contact. Some people make an inappropriate sexual advances, and all of that needs to be looked at. And that is the aim of this video. First, you need to set physical boundaries. How close can someone get to you? I know, yes, it's going to sound awkward at the first instance. When someone gets very close and you tell the person, can you give me some space? You will get people raising their eyebrows, rolling their eyes, thinking that maybe you are acting in a weird way. But it is very normal. You need to set those boundaries so that they do not build up to a place where you cannot stop them. It is very important that boundaries are clearly defined at the first meeting. You don't need to wait. You need to set the boundaries clear and straight. And you have to be very consistent with it. As a Christian young lady, you should know how to speak and communicate clearly. You are polite, give a smile, and just communicate your ideas. With physical boundaries, it has to do with your physical space. How close, how someone gets to relate with you. It can be anything. You don't need anyone in your room when you are not around. They are all parts of physical boundaries, and they ought to respect that. The second one I would want to talk about is emotional boundaries. Yes, emotional boundaries. 
As a believer, we need to go according to the word of God. And so we know that we shouldn't be hurtful with our words. We shouldn't be deliberate about causing others to feel down. So you need to be very conscious about how you relate with people. You don't have to let people emotionally blackmail you. It is quite common in the lives of young ladies where you have your boss, your school teacher, sometimes in church, you have the elderly men trying to get you to do certain things that you do not want to do. And then they will hide behind your emotions, causing you to feel bad for not doing something that, I mean, things that have to do with your values. You have no business trying to make them feel good at your own expense. It isn't done. So as a young lady, you should know how to communicate that. And to make it nice, I mean, you need to sound good when you speak to people. You don't have to be defensive when you are making a point. I prefer the usage of I than you. So if you want to communicate something that the person didn't make you feel right, you can go with this way. I didn't feel right about what you did. Instead of blaming the person, because blaming the individual normally ends up making the whole relationship better. So you need to communicate from your point of view. Can go like, hi Jones, I didn't feel good about how you spoke to me the other day. That's fine. Instead of going like, you are always speaking down at me, I hate that, or throwing your emotions all over the place. You should know how to keep your emotions in check. Hello everyone. Thank you so much for having me. So, my name is Manuela, as earlier introduced, and I'm very glad to have you here. I want to start with this scripture I came across, and I find it very interesting. It's a hymn written by Isaiah. So I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. He writes the song about how God plants a vineyard. So he says, now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved, touching his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. Verse 2 says, and he fenced it and gathered out the stones thereof and planted it with the choicest vine and built a tower in the midst of it. Let me end here. What I want us to focus on this morning and afternoon is the fact that he fends it. This hymn is about God. God is building a vineyard. The vineyard represents his people, Israel. And he says that he fends it and gathered out the stones thereof. One thing that I want to make clear this afternoon is the fact that fencing is very important. And that is what boundaries does. Boundaries help you to be able to know where you start and where the other person comes in. And I like what Katina said, that boundary defines what I am and what I am not. So here is God setting out a vineyard and he fenced it. And note, it is in the fence and fencing that he gathered out the stones. He was able to clear the place. Verse one, we get to know that the place is actually a very fruitful hill. So that means that your life can actually be very fruitful. But without fencing it and clearing out some stones, 
you may end up having weeds in there and this will not be healthy. In the video, I spoke about a few things and I want to add these. I'm going to speak about sexual boundaries, sexual boundaries and also time boundaries. Now, as Christian ladies, we know what the Lord says clearly about our sexual relations. For a Christian, I believe strongly that for every boundary that we are going to set, it should be in the context of Christ. Every boundary that you set should be within the context of Christ. So what does God say about your body? And one sure way to be so confident about, about your boundaries is when it conforms to the word of God. I bet you, you get some level of confidence that you are able to get the courage to put certain things across. So the Bible makes us to understand that our bodies are the temple of God. So your body is a temple of God. My body is a temple of God. So the Bible also makes us to understand that the body doesn't belong to us. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. And so we must be careful. People, some people are very touchy. As you talk to them, they want to be touching you. By the time you realize your shirt is stained, your dress is stained, because they just can't keep their hands off you. It, is, it will be very nice and appropriate that you state that clearly, that you are going too far with your hand. I'm not comfortable with this. How do you feel about that? You state it emphatically. I'm not okay with these kind of touches. And also, these sexual boundaries, you know, some people flirt with us even in words. In words, I came across someone who really spoke profane words. And I really made him understand the fact that when I am around, I wouldn't want him to be using such words, especially when he's speaking to me. Because I am not confident, I'm not comfortable with that. When it comes to yourself and your fiance, your boyfriend, or whoever that you relate with on a romantic level, you need to discuss it. It, it, is, it will be very good that you sit down and talk to him. You don't need to raise your voice. You don't need to scream. No. It is a matter of communication. Let the person understand. And be very consistent for instance, in how you dress, how you project yourself, your boundaries should match with how you project yourself to be. Now, I want us to move to the time boundaries. The Bible admonishes us to redeem the times for the days are evil. How do you spend your time? In this world, there are people who are never on time. You know, I have one lecturer and he calls them punctually challenged. He calls them that they are punctually challenged. You need to make your points clear. And I always say that do it beforehand. So you know that this person is, in quotes, punctually challenged. You don't wait for the person to delay you before you vex out. Because the natural reaction, often the natural reaction after the incident is for you to react. And mostly the reactions are not always the best. So it is very good that you give a prior notice. But thank you so much for all that you shared with us for um, talking about those four different areas of relational boundaries from um, 
physical to emotional to sexual to time. Um, and so, um, and I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for giving of your time to be here, for being attentive, for asking good questions, um, for interacting in your breakout rooms. Um, and especially, I want to say thank you so much to our conference presenters, to Cortina for being here and sharing about um, ministerial and vocational boundaries for uh, Kaylin and for your song that you were um, willing to share with us. And thank you to Ella and for your sharing about um, relational boundaries. Uh, just some kind of a quick summary of some of the takeaways um, that I got out of it. And I hope we can all take away our, uh, based on Cortina's presentation, Mary's actions in defying gender and societal norms. She heard the voice of Jesus and she answered her call to ministry based on Jesus and what Jesus called her to do and not the pressures that were external to her. Um, and I just also really appreciated um, Cortina's imaginative exercise asking us what, you know, at the end of our lives, what might have been if we had taken time to seriously consider our boundaries and do what God had asked us to do in ministry. And then based on Kaylin's song in 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 10, um, her song Broken Jars, I would ask us to keep thinking about um, the fact that we should recognize that it's okay for us to be weak, that it's in our weakness that Christ's power is displayed and that we, through our boundaries, recognize that we have limits and that that is what allows God to shine through us, is not us trying to be all things to all people, but realizing that we are limited and that God is the one who meets us in our weakness. And then from Ella's presentation, based on Isaiah 5, 1 and 2, defining our vineyard, learning that every boundary we set should be a boundary that we set in the context of Christ both physically, emotionally, sexually, time boundaries. Um, thank you guys so much for these rich points that you've shared with us. Um, and I hope that we've all, I mean, I know I've learned things and I hope all of us feel like we can take things away from today and apply them to our lives so that we can create boundaries to flourish. Um, I think of this concept and I love to garden. I think about how a plant cannot produce good fruit without pruning and so that, for me, that's what I think of when I think of boundaries for flourishing is what do we need to prune away from our lives? How can we allow God to prune our lives in order that we might have flourishing lives? Um, and that's saying no to some things and yes to others. So if you ladies want to get more information about Beautiful Invitation and join our conversations, um, I would encourage you to request to join the Facebook group that we have or to go on the Watch and Walk website. I am about to post both of those links into the chat on this Zoom. Um, and let me pray for us as we head out today. Lord God, thank you that you are a relational God. Thank you that you have provided a way for us to be together that is so creative through this online space. Thank you that we can speak with sisters from all over the world who can edify one another and build one another up. God, I pray that we would walk away from this conference being um, more aware of our boundaries, 
knowing that what we say yes to matters and knowing that in order to live a life that you have called us to live, that we have to be able to set those boundaries about who we are and who we're not. God, I thank you for choosing each and every one of us, calling us into relation with you. Help us to be aware of how you are moving in our lives and to say yes to that calling, Lord. In your name I pray, amen. And I just want to leave us with a word that boundaries are important. Um, It's tempting to say yes to too many good things, but then in the end, we end up sometimes missing out on God's best for our lives. So thank you guys so much for coming and hopefully we'll see you next time when we do this again. Y'all have a great day. Bye.